Welcome to Charged Up Studio Live, where small business owners get charged up for success. Are you a small business owner? Do you find yourself struggling through the many responsibilities that come with the title entrepreneur? Well, we're here for you. Charged Up Studio is hosted by Marketatomy LLC, your prescription for what we call OPA. What is OPA? It's when you become so overwhelmed with the confusion that comes with business ownership that you become paralyzed and ultimately avoid doing anything in hopes it will take care of itself or you put it off till later. Does that sound familiar? I'm your host, Dan Olivo, and each week we bring a business professional eager to charge you up as they talk about the many things that keep you from moving forward with your small business. So are you ready to get charged up for success? Let's hit it. So good morning once again, Charged Up Studio listeners. My name is Dana Olivo. I am the host of Charged Up Studios. And this morning we have a very special guest. We're ending our um, our special presentation this month on minding your P's and Q's and profitability for your company. And I have Jason Nightingale with Safe Money Solutions. And he is closing out this month. We are going to be talking about exit strategies and selling your business and tax savings and everything that is associated with getting out of entrepreneurship, right? So let's all give a very hearty, warm welcome to Jason Nightingale. Hey, Jason, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, Dana. Thanks for having me on your show. All right. All right. So um, let's just move forward. One thing I like to do before we jump into our subject matter today is I like to ask a question of each of my guests. And are you ready for this? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) If you could go back to your child self and give them some advice give him some advice what advice would you give him and at what age oh my word i'd go back to when i could first read and i would say read everything that you can get your hands on and i would you know to to make sure that you reading is amazing because you learn so much in books you know you know what you know you know how to tie your shoe you know what one plus two is but you did not know all the different types of dinosaurs, little kid, tell you read the dinosaur book. You yeah. did not know about the art of trapping that I read when I was 12, but did a report about trappers and stuff. And I was fascinated with books and I would have read even more. And I think the second thing I'd probably tell myself is, you know, don't sweat the small stuff, you know, um, just be resilient and yeah. Yeah. grow and up, I, flexible. And I, think, and I think that's what I hear from all of my guests when I ask them this question is don't sweat the small stuff it'll all turn out okay right. you know we all go through our ups and downs and it's like you know the end of the world when we're at our bottom but then if we just turn our our, our thought process around all of a sudden we're up at the top again you know I had, saying, I, I had a saying growing up it was like I had a three-day reprieve every three days something bad would happen. Okay. So I would live by three day increments until I finally realized that the reason they were happening is because I was self-sabotaging myself. Yeah. I built into my mind that after three days, another shoe was going to (laughs) fall. And you know, that's what it all boils down to. Don't sweat the small stuff. So anyway, Anyway, one of the the things my dad said growing up, he said, you know, bad stuff's going to happen. It's what you choose to do with it when it happens that matters. So so just twist what you told yourself about three days just a little bit and say, you know, what's going to happen. It's what I how I react to it or respond that makes the difference. And that is exactly it. It's how you react to it. You can react positively and say, okay, this is another lesson learned. I won't make this mistake again. Or 
you know, or, or something or, or, you know, it's the end of the world and you go lock yourself in your room. And <laughs> <laughs> when I have a bad day, I do tend to, you know, when it's towards the end of the day and I realize nothing's going to turn around, I said, okay, it's time to go to bed and tomorrow morning it'll be better. <laughs> Yeah. So you so don't find no... yourself on YouTube at night at night watching cat videos. <laughs> oh, no, no, we do do that. I have a four-year-old. She loves the cat videos, <laughs> but we're not at nine o'clock at night. So, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit. First of all, um, give me a give, give our audience a little bit of an overview of where your background is when it comes to exit strategies, valuations, safe money solutions, you know, where where does your background come from? Give everybody a little brief history. Okay, well, a little bit about me. Um, my company is in its 11th year. We have about 3,500 clients in 46 states and three countries. Um, our primary areas of focus are a banking strategy, which really assists in debt elimination, asset acquisition time for businesses that are trying to expand or buy the neighboring company up or, you know, uh, create some kind of a pension plan or a buy-sell agreement or anything we're going to talk about later. All of that is accelerated with our number one accelerated banking strategy. Uh, and we've helped farms, we've helped homeowners, businesses, churches, vets, um, seniors, families, organizations, you name it. Um, but when we leverage uh, these strategies, um, we also, um, one of the areas of focus with us is advanced planning. And when I say advanced planning, um, we have partners um, for estate planning, and we have partners that help save businesses on um, taxes and expense. But we have an ability to help business owners to uh, reward key executives, prepare for a buy-sell agreement or an exit strategy. Um, we help them with Section 162 corporate-sponsored bonus plans or maybe structuring an ESOP. We have a whole advanced planning team of affiliates that help us get that done here in the United States. Um, we have not ventured outside the U.S. with the advanced planning yet, but we do with the banking strategies. So um, I have an entire sister company that does the insurance stuff that I own. And then I have my coaching firm here, Safe Money Solutions, where we teach the banking strategies and help um, plan, advance, do you know, structure advanced plans and whatnot. Um, I've been a self-employed entrepreneur since 1995. And so helping people uh, get what they want and being a client service is something that I've been around for a while and something that I really love doing. No, that's great. 1995, that's a long history doing this kind of stuff. That's a long history. You know, it's it's um, as a strategist, a lot of what you you know are are talking about are things that I try and teach my my clients about is the, you know that strategic planning upfront. You know, mm -hmm. it, it should be in the back of your mind. But the one thing that I teach them is you've got to be thinking about your exit strategy right from the very beginning because that exit strategy is what uh, provides the roadmap. For where you're going based on how you want to get out of that strategy or out of that business is how you're going to structure your business along the way. So you talk about um, um, not only the exit strategy, but you talk about ESOPs, you talk about tax advantages, you talk about all kinds of things. And as small business owners, okay, a lot of us think and I include myself in that because I am a small business owner, even though I might understand it a little bit better. A lot of us think we're just not at that level yet to start thinking about that. When should mm -hmm. we start thinking about, um, say, uh, 401k plans for our employees or, you know, bonus plans and things like that? When should we be thinking about it? And how is that going to positively affect us on the tax side? Okay, okay that's a, a good big one there. No, that's okay. That's a great question because you know I, as a small business owner, um, was often focused on month by month, just cash flow each and every month. Just get through the month. Just get through the month. And as things popped up, I I was busy playing whack-a-mole and hitting down the little animals that pop up at the fair as they popped up. Well, that's really not a good plan. It's yeah. better to have a plan, and you 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 don't fail to plan. 
sell you because you don't want to plan to fail, right? right. You want to set up a business that's not only duplicatable so that somebody else can take it over and have systems in place, but you want to leverage those systems and try to delegate tasks so that you as an entrepreneur can stay busy doing what I call, and I got from Darren Hardy in Success Magazine, income producing activities. Every entrepreneur can reach their ceiling of complexity by just staying busy opening emails and shuffling through leads and cleaning their desk and organizing the office. That doesn't bring money in the door. But once the money does come in the door and you've got your focus right, you need to have a plan. What's the definition of budget? Telling your money where to go so you don't have to worry where it went when it's gone, right? Well, well, exit planning strategies are the same. And when you're planning an exit strategy, it's not that you're just starting a new business and you're trying to look for a way out of it. That's not what Dana was talking about when she asked me that question. What we're talking about is having the end game in mind by asking yourself some key component questions. What what do I want to get out of this business? What, where do I see my business in five, 10, even 20 years? And if you fast forward yourself to there and then say, okay, to get that, what are the steps that I need to put in place today to make that happen? And by having a plan to where that you can, as she said, have a tax write-off for rewarding a key executive or a key employee or yourself, you need someone who is knows how to structure these things. There's a lot of laws around these kinds of things. And there are ways that you can do this that you get big benefits in the tax code so that it's a write-off. So it's actually more affordable to executives than what they think it is. You're going to give the money to somebody. And rather than having to go out at the end of the year and buy something you really don't need at the last minute because your CPA says, if you don't go spend some money, you're going to give it to the feds. Well, I'm all about paying the taxes that I owe, but I don't want to pay any more. Everybody I know would rather throw a gold bar in the ocean than write a check to the Internal Revenue Service. So by structuring your business in the right way and, and, and talking to a coach here at Safe Money Solutions, where we can see what you're wanting to get out of your business, see where you're headed with your business, see what the structure of your business is, we might be able to put together a plan where you can reward those key people, such as in these times we find ourselves of economic um, unrest to where these employees aren't tempted to leave your company. You can say, look, we'll put you on a vesting schedule of 10 years. And if you stay here, we're going to gift this plan to you. And you can actually get a write-off for the contributions that you're putting into this plan. And when you mentioned 401k, that's not my wheelhouse. I am not, I, I, I believe in taking all the free money that an employer want to give you up to the match, but I am not about deferring taxes. And here's why. During COVID, our federal government printed 27% more money than we already had in existence since 1860 in a six-month period, Dana. Mm-hmm. Money printing is off the charts. And when Ted Bennett sold the government in 1980, the idea of deferring taxes on the 401k, it made sense because the average family was at a 40% tax bracket. On today's dollars, that same family, Dana, is at a 12% tax bracket. It no longer makes huge sense to defer taxes. So we teach people how to be paid up with their tax bill now and not have the limitations of a Roth using a special benefit in the tax code where they're not limited as to how much money that they can protect. And here's the beautiful thing. You can borrow against those funds, not from, but against those funds without upsetting the compounding. Your business does not have to claim it as income. It's tax-free. It doesn't have to go on a FAFSA report. And if you get sued, no one can touch the funds. And guess what? When you put the money back in these special plans, there's new money you didn't have before because it does not upset the compounding because the money you're borrowing, they're only using your money as your credit limit. But these companies are loaning you out of a separate account. So one quick example in closing out on your answer to this question If you borrow $30,000 from a bank at 66% for 60 months, you're going to pay back $34,799. With one of our banking strategies, you can borrow the same $30,000 becoming your own bank, technically, at the same 6% in 60 months, you'll pay back the same $34,799 because math doesn't lie. But the way ours is structured is you'll make $10,558 new dollars you didn't have before. And guess what? 
not only did you profit 5,500 bucks on your own loan you had to take anyway, you did it through your own self. You made money on it and you didn't have to claim it as income. That's the kind of stuff we structure here at Safe Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's a lot of information there. A lot of information there. Um, you know, it's uh, I don't even know where to begin because I. Well, let I've me let me let me say this. Let me say this right here, so okay. your mind doesn't have to try to get yeah. off in the weeds. We give yeah. you options, flexibility, and controls. We hand you the controls, and we are very good at making complex subjects easy to understand. That's we have a done for you model and a manual transmission for those really brainiacs that really want to get into the weeds and understand how that transmission works, tear it apart, understand the gears. We have both models just so that, you know, so that, because there might be people listening that say, oh my, you know, I would never be able to do that. Right. We have an automatic transmission done for you model that's all taken care of inside of a, a special software. That is great to know because I can guarantee you that a lot of my audience is like me, where half of what you said has gone right over my head, you know, <laughs> in the sense where it's okay, I'm trying to piece it all I together. It. Like I said, you illustrate it out and I'm good. You know, that's you know, that's the way I am. You know, when my when my uh, digital marketer is talking to me about what he's doing here and there with SEO and all this other stuff, I said, I don't care, draw it out for me. All these terms you're using and everything else, it doesn't mean anything to you. If you can't describe what you're offering on the back of a napkin, it's too complicated. Yeah. And that's exactly it. You know, what the way I am with all of my clients when it comes to business strategy, and I'm not talking the financial side of things, you know, I have people like you that I bring in to help with that. But just putting a strategic plan together, you know, it's it's a three-phased approach and it's very simple. You know, yeah. you've got a certain revenue number you want to get to. How are you going to make that number? Are you going to introduce new products? Are you going to expand product lines? What are you going to do? Are you going to up your prices? You're going to do this. You know, it's very simple to put it together. Um, the problem is, is holding them accountable to what they said they were going to do. Which it's so important, especially when we're talking about something like this, because Annette, you were talking about the whack-a-moles. And, you know, that's not the way to do, you know, ultimately they're going to overpower you and you're not going to be able to keep with up with them. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens with business too. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you know, your exit strategy, like we said earlier, that is what gives you the end point. This is your end game. This is what we call the why. And there's two different whys. There's your personal why, which is what's designed for the exit strategy. And then there is the business why, which keeps the business moving and scaling. Mm -hmm. Okay. You and one want of the things to... that we can do to bridge those two is that we can help people to lessen their dependency on outside lending and cash flow sources. We can show you how to basically have your money do more work where it's actually working in more place than one at the same time. So that while you're creating something for your end game, it's not killing your cash flow for today. Right. For instance, a lot of entrepreneurs want to pay extra down on debt this month, but they're afraid next month when they don't have a contract that it's going to kill their cash flow because same payroll comes due. Amazon needs paid for the materials that they're ordering, but we can show you a way where you don't have to kill cash flow to still create that plan. Well, and there's there's such a science behind all of this. It's more than just the cash flow. It's building your sales funnel and making mm -hmm. sure you are not caught behind the eight ball when a contract mm -hmm. dies, you know, or completes, you don't have anything mm -hmm. to fill its place, you know. So there is a big science behind that, which is where I come in. <laughs> but um no, let's let's talk a little bit and I might be stepping on some toes here, okay? Um, when I'm out there talking to business owners, you know, and stuff like that, and we start talking about investments, the first thing they start thinking about is a financial uh, analyst, a financial planner. That is such a heavily competitive field out mm -hmm. there. All right. You've mm -hmm. got financial planners. They know a great deal of them, what they're learning is they're learning how to manage your finances on a personal level. Very few of them 
out there know how to manage it on a business level mm -hmm. and how to take advantage of it. That's what you bring to the table is yep. the business side and how you can do that. So let's talk a little bit more about um, the valuation. Okay. You're, you're, you've run your business for the last 10 years. You're ready to get out of it. You don't know what it's, what, what it's worth. You know, do I hire a banking uh, business broker? Do I do this? Do I do that? What do I need to have in place in order to uh, finally get out of my business and sell it? Right. Well, we have a fact finder that we provide our clients um, if they decide after the discovery call that they want to see what our plan would look like. And, you know, just like you can try on clothing at a department store and not have to buy it, we let you try the plan on and see what it looks like. Right. So we have partners that help with the valuation part. But what we do is we help construct, for instance, the legal agreement between a business owner when they need to specify the terms and the conditions of which ownership interests um, that the business in, in which the business will be transferred. And we use um, oftentimes cash value life insurance to fund a buy-sell agreement only because it provides liquidity and it facilitates a smooth transition of ownership. It helps the uh, business to look better to the bank if we're doing a premium finance, because when they see everybody's got a guarantee and a and a you know a protection in place, they're more apt to jump at helping this. Um, uh, you know, jump in and finance this. And then the second of all, the, it makes you more attractive to your buyer because mm -hmm. when your buyer can look at a schedule and see how much money is going to be where and when and who's protected, they like that. And then last but not least, it also gives a way to leverage the policy to actually build up uh, cash inside of it, inside of an entire wrapper that's protected by IRS Rule 7701, 7702. Everything's tax-free if somebody passes away. It passes uh, to the beneficiary. Uh, these, And just so you know, cash value life insurance was invented for banks. Um, I'm going to digress here for a minute and talk about the word mortgage means death pledge. You know mm -hmm. where that came from, Dana? It's in the 1800s. Men died in their 40s. And you could actually go west and buy land from the government. They, they wanted to ease people from the east coast to the west so that we could fill up the united states right so they would let them buy these chunks of, of ground tracts of ground and they had to buy this uh, finance it with this thing called a death pledge or a mortgage well the banks got sick and tired of holding the bag when these guys would die now the widow has nothing the bank has nothing so cash value life insurance was actually invented in fact banks own billions and billions of dollars of it because it's tier one capital and Walmart buys more of it than anybody. It just so happens that it's one of the most misunderstood tools. People mistake it for an investment vehicle when it's not. It is a financial planning tool. And the ultra high net worth use it. Let me give you an example. Ray Kroc couldn't get financing to go overseas. He used a life insurance policy and a loan against it to finance it. Walt Disney could not get financing to build this 100 acre place to let kids play. The bank laughed at him. He took a loan against the life insurance policy to get that done. Um, Doris Christopher started Pampered Chef, a multi-level marketing company with cash value life insurance. Foster Farms Chicken, same thing. Um, J.C. Penney, he saved his company from financial ruin in the depression with a loan against the cash value life insurance policy. It's the single biggest benefit in the right. U.S. tax code. And when you have a company that knows how to structure advanced business plans that can be tailored to suit your needs, whether you're rewarding an employee, preparing for an exit strategy, creating some kind of a banking system for yourself. The beautiful thing is you can use the bank's money to do it. We can show you how to cut down the cost of that money by 70%, up to 70%, mm. while you're creating your own funds inside of this protected plan that whether you go into a nursing home, no one can touch it. Whether you get sued, no one can touch it. And it's got a tax-free uh, inheritance feature. Now, different business setups are, are different. So some things grow tax-deferred. It just depends on the planning. Right. But we have an entire advanced planning team behind us to help get that done. So um, any of those areas that you want me to break apart, just rephrase the question and we'll go from there. Yeah, no, definitely. So if... if um... 
<laughs> There's so much wrapped up in here. Um, again, let's go back to not just the exit strategy, but um, when they're planning on, well, it could be, when a small business is planning, um, they've started their business and they've finally got the business model moving and it's really starting to, you know, pick up and everything and they're moving into a funding phase. All right. A funding phase that's going to lead to a growth phase, a major growth phase, 10, 10x or something like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, what would you recommend at that point? Would you recommend them to reevaluate their exit strategy if they're going to go and get, say, a, a major uh, loan or, you know, how would you recommend them handle that funding aspect that's going to take their company to the 10x? I mean, okay, now you... that, that question can only be answered individually, right? Because everybody's setup may be different. Um for instance, what is right for this company, he has the cash flow to do, this guy may not. But one of the things that we do at Safe Money Solutions is when someone's going to buy or finance something, mm -hmm. um, whether they're trying to build onto their business uh, or maybe they're purchasing a, out another business or maybe they're buying some equipment to make uh, processes more simple or they're buying inventory or what have you, whatever it is. There's always a cost. I have a lot of people say, oh, I'm debt free, except my mortgage, as if the mortgage isn't debt. Or they'll say, well, that's not bad debt. Well, I don't believe there's a good debt and a bad debt. All debt takes costs and interest charge. Yeah. So we show people, A, how to cut down the cost of anything they've got to buy on credit with our banking strategy, number one. And second part of that is we show them how to technically become their own bank. So that remember I talked about borrowing against we create a special system so that when companies want to borrow, for instance, let's say they're rewarding an employee or they've got a, 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 a defined benefit plan on their self. Let's say they want to borrow against cash values that don't need to be returned in that policy for say 10 years. They could go um, invest that in inventory that's going to be sold for a profit. They're allowed by the IRS to put that money back in there with interest still tax deferred and let that money grow. They can actually make money on their own money. It is fantastic. So let me give you an example. If we were to draw a house and put a roof on it and call the roof the protection, call the foundation the cash flow, and call the rooms of the house assets and liabilities, we would be describing what I call the four pillars of finance. Every right. house needs a roof. Every house needs a foundation. Every house has rooms and those studs separate things like assets and liabilities. They're all key components. There's only one asset in the world that can provide a roof of protection, build your assets, pay down liabilities while assisting cash flow at the exact same time. And that is the Swiss Army knife or financial pocket knife tool of cash value life insurance. Because the death benefit is the collateral that the bank uses or the company uses, the insurance insurance company, when you loan against it, the cash value becomes the credit limit. Yeah. They loan you their money so that you can either pay down those liabilities inside that financial house, or you can build onto your business or your asset side. And all of this can be done through an IRS special tax provision of borrowing without having to claim it as income and no taxes. And when you put it back with interest, it's not even considered income. And you make additional money that you didn't have before. It does not upset the compounding going on in the policy. Not even your Roth can do that, Dana. It's tax-free. But if you borrow $30,000 from a $100,000 Roth, how much is left still, still, still growing for you? Seventy grand. You cut down the growth. So the reason why we teach people this strategy is because businesses can cut down their dependency on lending to where that maybe five, seven, 10, 15 years down the road, they don't need lenders anymore. They've created their own system. And you can actually buy a book called Bank on Yourself by Pamela Yellen or Becoming Your Own Banker by R. Period, Nelson Nash. If you're more the hands-on gearhead that really wants to get into the nuts and bolts, 
buy the R. Nelson Nash book, Becoming Your Own Banker. If you like a story format, read Bank on Yourself by Pamela Yellen. What those books are describing is one of our strategies, our savings account replacer strategy called infinite banking. Our other banking strategy is called velocity banking. You can buy a book on how to pay our mortgage off in five to seven years by Clayton and Natalie Morris or Velocity Banking book by Samuel and Daniel Kwok, K-W-A-K, called Zero to 75 Units in, in One Year. These are young kids that came to America with no credit and no money and got into fix-a-flips and bought a bunch of rentals on someone else's dime and used Velocity Banking to pay down the debt very quickly. We combine a, a component, now I don't want to get off in the weeds, but we combine a component from the banking world called Velocity Banking a component from the insurance world that we call infinite banking inside of a software from the fintech world called the MoneyMax account that won the Ernst & Young Award. So we got fintech insurance and banking all welded into one banking strategy we call accelerated banking. Because regardless of what type of planning we do with this business owner, Accelerated banking makes it cheaper and helps them build wealth faster. And like I said earlier, we have a done-for-you automatic model or we have a hands-on model that we can break down. So I know that was a little longer answer, but yeah. that was a big question. And so when it comes to finance and buying things, um, we all want to cut down risk. We want a lower cost and we want a greater outcome. And yeah. accelerated banking can do that. Okay. I'm familiar with um, uh, cash value life. I'm familiar with that. Um, but do you have to build up a balance to be able to borrow against it? Or are you borrowing against the face value of it? The only time you can borrow against face value is if you become critically, chronically, or terminally ill. That's a special writer. We're not talking about doing that at this point. You're actually borrowing against the cash value. And that is a good question. Not only do you need the policy to perform, you need to have someone that knows how to write these policies, especially it's going to benefit you and your business. And um, as I, when I was director of life insurance for a financial distribution platform, I asked 75 carriers that we worked with, I asked several of them the same question. I said, why is cash value life insurance so misunderstood? Because so many advisors, quote unquote, are telling people buy a term and invest the difference. Whole life sucks. Don't buy that stuff. I've had people say that because they thought it was some kind of an investment. Yeah. Well, would you trust a chiropractor to do dental work? No, it's not even his field of expertise. And that is what I want to say to that. Because okay. when I called the carriers and I asked them, why is this such an epidemic of people having misinformation? Number one, they told me there's too many uh, commission centric insurance people out there that just want to sell the policy and not show their client what they just bought. That yeah. would be like buying a Lamborghini and the salesman not even showing you how to put the key in the ignition and operate the thing. Yeah. Okay, 80% yeah. of the people that buy cash value life insurance never take a loan. That was the next thing they told me. And I thought, oh my word, why would you want to overpay for insurance? Because that's what you're doing. You're funding you're extra money into the yeah. policy yeah. and not yeah. want to access the cash value. Because when you die, you don't get both the cash value and the death benefit. So this is what people fail to understand about cash value life insurance. You're only paying extra into it because you want to access the money that with money. all of its benefits. The second or third question I asked them, the answer they gave me blew me away. 70% of the people who do take a loan from cash value life insurance never pay the loan back because you don't have to. Well, the death benefit satisfies any unpaid loans, but that's like getting an, 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 um, the Lamborghini with no accelerator pedal. Hmm. How can you make, remember I told you, you make money on your own loans with the policy. How can that happen if you never pay your loans back? Right. So we teach people how to become their own banker, quote unquote, how, the proper way to structure the policy, A, so that does what you just asked me, have early cash value to borrow, B, how much to borrow, what to use it for, give some suggestions on that and see how to properly pay it back so you make that rate of return inside the policy. Right. We have right. a whole other strategy around leveraging policies because just so you know, in case you didn't, 
policies can be set up on a period certain pay in like five years and it's paid up, seven years paid up, 10 years and it's paid up, depending on the strategy or the exit strategy. And then we can do loans against the policy and shove them back in as premium. So the policy is still getting cash that you didn't pay for out of your own pocket. And it's building that death benefit. So when this executive is finally ready to take this defined benefit plan or this tax-free retirement plan and spend it for retirement, there's more money inside the policy than what they could have ever got out with just their own funds. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm so going to have to the, learn some more about this, but yeah. Yeah, the tax treatment, I want to say this before in the, the tax treatment is different depending on the company, but there's, it's such a Swiss army knife for planning. It's a big subject, but it's, yeah, it is, it is. We can narrow it down when we get on the phone with the clients so that we only talk about what's applicable so they don't get lost in a, in a sea of confusion. I am, um, I'm going to be holding a three day retreat here in Orlando. Uh, the first week in November I'm planning. Okay. And this is a, an annual stri strategic planning retreat for small businesses, first stage businesses and stuff like that. I would be um, very interested in, in inviting you down here to do a course on what you do. What did, where did you say it's at? Orlando, Florida. Oh, that's right. We talked about Orlando and that's in what month? The first week in November. Okay. Well, yeah. Definitely would be that. Okay. Yes. You know, I'm I'm just getting the budget and everything taken care of right now, but um, I think this is something. Um, as they're working on their strategy, it's designed to be a um, strategic planning for 2024 and a health retreat. So while they're planning 2024, they're going to be able to take time and relax. This is at. Uh, uh, an, an actual retreat here in Orlando. So okay. hopefully it won't be hot either in November. I've been to Orlando one time. I really like that town. A lot yeah. of water, yeah. a lot of cool places to take your family, a lot of places that'll take your money. There was a lot of entertainment there. There is, there is. And, and, and I'll tell you right now, my husband and I, we don't go to a lot of those places. We've got annual passes to SeaWorld, but that's because we got them at a very discounted rate, you know, and stuff Absolutely. like that. But um, yeah, I mean, Disney now, it's like $200 a person almost. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah, my yeah, sister. It's ridiculous. So anyway, we're coming up on the end of another uh, episode of Charged Up Studio. And I have one more question for you, Jason, before we close out. Valuation on your business, okay? I know that's not necessarily what you do, but if you can give us some kind of an easy methodology or framework or something so that we can determine if we're looking at selling our business, what we're looking at. That is not my wheelhouse. I have a completely separate partner that does valuations. Mm -hmm. We do not do business valuations, but I, I have I know somebody who does. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I usually I'm told that there's some kind of a, a, a multiplier, you know, depending on the type of business, technology is a higher multiplier, you know, that type of deal. And it has to do with your your revenues and your, your revenue stream. Oh, sure. And, you know, if the person has systems in place that are duplicatable, exactly. you know, a lot of business owners keep a lot in their head and yeah. they can describe things, but nothing's on down on paper in actual executable plans of action. There's no blueprints. There's no marketing pieces. Uh, all of that really adds to the value of a business when you can actually show that everything can be handed off and duplicated from the plans that are put in place. Your resources, I do know that. Your resources can add a great deal to your valuation as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so, yep. okay. All right. Absolutely. All right, so um, we, have, we have a we have literature available. Uh, yes. We offer a Zoom call, and you know, listeners can get a hold of me through uh, https colon and then two forward slashes in phone i n p h o n e dot c o, and then a slash safe money. Uh, that has my calendar. It has my website. It has my phone number. It has my email. Once again, that's https uh, slash slash with uh, in phone dot co not com just dot co slash safe money 
that's all my links. And the best thing I would recommend is to just let's have a let's have a chat about your particular situation. Um, if we can't help you, we have so many resources of people that we things we don't do in-house. We have access to estate planning attorneys, uh, people that can structure advanced directives and wills and trusts and all that good stuff. Um, and uh, tax planning and good things like that. We just help to put together a lot of the advanced plans, valuations, like you said, someone else can do. Right, uh, right. Okay, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. No, that sounds good. And um, I will include that information on how to contact him in the transcripts for this podcast. So you can get it once you once the transcript comes out, which will be uh, May 30th. It will drop. Okay. Well, meanwhile, people could go to our website to your safe money solution, singular.com, your safe money solution.com, or those watching via YouTube or something to see in the video, the little QR code that's sitting beside me, I guess, right yep. there. Other I, side. I can't point, right there. <laughs> that can be scanned and that can take them directly to the links. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, once again, this has been Charged Up Studio, and I am your host, Dana Olivo. We come to you every week on Tuesdays with another um, special guest like Jason here, always bringing uh, some valuable information to our small business uh, entrepreneurs here, small business owners. Um, if you'd like to get more information on Charged Up Studio or Marketatomy, you can visit our Facebook page and you can leave a review there, or you can visit us on uh, marketatomy.com. Um, and then the other thing is, is we also have a Patreon account and we are also available on all of your streaming platforms. Until next week. This is Charged Up Studio once again, and Dana Olivo, and go out and have a charged up week. Talk to you later. You've been listening to Charged Up Studio Live, the podcast with you, the small business owner in mind, with your host, Dana Olivo. Join us every Tuesday as we bring you valuable tips and insights into many of the topics you don't know you don't know about growing a successful business. Please leave us a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to or visit us on the YouTube or Facebook page and leave a review or subscribe so you don't miss another episode. You can also support us through Patreon by visiting our website, chargedupstudio.live, and click on the Patreon link. Until next week, go out and have a charged up week.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>